Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Clowns, what's up? Rack them. All right, we're in the jungle of the Friday afternoon commute. Be safe out there. Appreciate everybody listening. Good, my guy J.P. Finley. Always appreciate his kind words and support. Thanks to J.P. and P. Mitch for having me on earlier uh, before the show. Appreciate that. Go check it out on the Odyssey app. Rewind feature, 1245. Yeah, it's a little bit late. What are you going to do? Uh, but I appreciate those guys for always having me on being good to me. So uh, there you go. And watch uh, JP, of course, on NBC4. And they'll all, uh, including B. Mitch, will be out in Los Angeles for the Rams and the Washington Commanders. I, you know, oh, listen, um, I wish I was a better person. Let me just start with that. Three minutes after three on a Friday afternoon, I wish I was a better person. I make mistakes all the time. I do things, you know, that I wish I could do a lot better. What? Seriously. You might be surprised by this. I'm not perfect. This just in. <laughs> Breaking news on the Team 980. Host says he's not perfect. And to which everybody in the audience goes, no beep, Sherlock. We've been trying to tell you that for 14 years. You suck. Like that stupid Barry Cox guy. Oh, man. I'm not perfect. I wish I could be better. I try hard. I wish I could be better. I wish I could be more organized. I wish I could be more planned. I, I'm, I'm none of that. You know, I wish I could be a better dad, a better friend, a better, you know, business partner, a better talk show host, a better interviewer, a better everything. I wish I could also care about the commanders and the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't. And I just don't. I wish I could. Here's what I care about. I do care. I do care that the commanders lose. 
I want them to lose. If that makes me a loser, and this makes me part of a loser mentality and a loser town, I'll raise my hand and wear it. I want them to lose. Everybody goes, well, it's because you're not from here. Da 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 da. -da. You don't care. You're not a fan. You grew up in New York. You're a Jet fan. You're a Giant fan. You're a Bills fan. You're this. You're that. No, no, no. Listen. When you are in the position that they are in with four games remaining and you are hopeless on defense and you are a. You are a scattered basket of stuff on offense and you are going nowhere and the coaching regime is over. The gig is up and the front office is going to drastically change. When you are in that position and, and again, mathematically they are still alive for now by the tiniest of slivers and you know, a thin strand of hair. I just can't sit here and tell you that I'm losing sleep over what the commanders are going to look like on Sunday. I mean, first of all, they're off their bye. Secondly, this Rams team, while not as explosive as the Miami Dolphins or the Dallas Cowboys the last two games, which is to say hopefully the Rams don't put up 45 points, this Rams team is easily capable of putting up a 30-plus burger. Against this defense? No Jamin Davis, no Brian Robinson on each side of the ball. They cut Danny Johnson for whatever reason they had, not sure why, and signed, uh, you know, uh, Caillou Blue. That was weird, confusing. They can't communicate. They can't simplify. They can't play zone well. They can't play man well. They don't press. They don't tackle well. They don't pass rush. They don't blitz. They don't cover short drag crossing routes. They don't cover wheel routes. They don't communicate. They don't cover tight ends well. Star wide receivers have routinely 150-plus yards a game against them. What do you think this game is going to be? And guess what? If they surprise you, and if they play way, 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 way better than I'm anticipating and that I think anybody realistically is anticipating, again, is that a good thing? Like, people have championed all week long, and we talked about it on Tuesday with Doc. Hey, man, look at the Giants last night, Monday Night Football. Boy, did they play balls to the wall. And they came back at the end, Tommy, uh, you know, Tommy Two Sticks over there, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Chicken Cutlets, uh, whatever they're calling them these days. Uh, but, you know, Brian Dable's really got his team playing hard. Look at uh, Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans down 13 points, 14 points, whatever it was. With four and a half minutes left, they win that game. I think it was 13 points because they scored the 14 and won. Four and a half minutes left on the road in Miami. All of that is great. All of that is awesome. Guess what? Those two coaches, they're not leaving. They're not going anywhere. I mean, like, there was murmurings and rumblings or whatever about Brian Dable and Joe Shane being in some 
stop. Not happening. And certainly not happening with the way they played here down the stretch. And the same thing for the Titans since they flipped the switch to Will Levis and finally got rid of Ryan Tannehill and stopped acting like that was a good move. It wasn't. It didn't work. And they paid for it. And Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach. I don't think he's the sole reason or the primary reason why they won that game. I think that's, you know, again, Will Levis led them on two big drives and their defense shut down Miami when they had had to. But people are wondering, why can't we be like that? You know what? For the most part, for the most part, they were like that. Last year, I know they laid an absolute egg on New Year's Day against the Cleveland Browns. But against the Dallas Cowboys in a meaningless game, they won. Dallas still had something to play for. They played really hard for three quarters without a couple of guys in San Francisco on Christmas Eve day. They battled and went toe-to-toe with the New York Giants, a team that won double-digits games and a road playoff game. And they lost one, maybe unfairly, and they tied one. The Commanders played hard and played somewhat well, were well enough to compete and to win some of those games last year. And they did that as well in 2021. You know, they won that last meaningless game against the Giants at MetLife Stadium. They were competitive, maybe not as competitive down the stretch. Remember that Dallas blowout where Allen and Payne got into it on the sideline? You know, they were in the the COVID game against the Eagles on the Tuesday night. They were in that game for about a half. You get my point. The Commanders have played like that. But when you know that the coach is getting fired, when you know that the GM is getting fired, when you know that half, two-thirds, three-quarters of the team and the roster might get flushed, it's really, really, really hard against elite opponents to crank it up and to play balls to the wall and to run through that wall. Now, again, you should try. You should always give effort because you never know. And I understand players and coaches aren't programmed to worry about draft picks. I am, though. And I've always said in years past, play balls to the wall until you're eliminated, officially, and then play hard, but don't win. Because you're hurting the future. This time, they've been on literally life support and gasping for air for two games, two weeks, whatever it is. Even before the Dolphins game. <laughs> no, actually, I'm telling you there's no chance. Don't even try. But this time, they have had no chance. They've been mathematically just, again, not official, but like less than a 1% chance for weeks now. Be accountable, show up, try hard, don't win. And if you get blown out, you get blown out. What the hell's the difference? Again, there is a big difference between Vrabel and Tennessee, between Dable and the Giants, and even Eberflus and the Chicago Bears, because everybody that thought for sure that Eberflus was getting blown out, and he might very well, 
I'm not so sure right now. They're in the thick of things. They're not too far back. What are they, a game out? And all of a sudden, they are resurgent on defense. And, you know, Justin Fields is still a little bit of a mess. But their offense has shown some signs of life. There is a difference between playing for, quite honestly, Matt Eberflus and the Bears, Brian Dable and the Giants, Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans, and playing for Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders. Now, you might say, well, they should have respect for Rivera. They should have respect for the organization, respect for the fan base. All of that is fair. But there's a difference in the situations. It's not the same. It's not six of one, half dozen of the other. The Titans and the Giants might be six of one, half dozen of the other. The Bears included in that as well. They might be in the same boat. It is not the same situation here. The coach is getting fired. The coaching staff, by and large, not all, by and large is getting fired. The general manager is getting fired. There's new owners, and two-thirds of the roster might be different. Again, you want to show good tape, but trust me, if I'm, this is, and I've talked to plenty of scouts, both college and pro, over the years, they don't evaluate tape when your season's over. Some do. Some are curious. They evaluate tape, by and large, what you do when games matter and what you do against top-shelf opponents, which they will have some, so maybe there will be some of that. But trust me, if Emmanuel, well, let's put it, if Cody Barton, who's a free agent, I think he only signed a one-year deal, if he goes out and balls out over the next four games, I mean, he might make himself some money. He might gain some. But the games don't mean anything. They really don't. And anybody that tries to tell you they mean something is telling you the wrong thing. They're trying to serve an agenda. The games don't mean anything. They just don't. Sorry. They don't. And even if Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell put together four really strong games, which is not going to happen against these four defenses, you shouldn't be suckered into thinking automatically that you have the offense and the quarterback and the future settled. Because, again, we have seen time and time again, not only here, but elsewhere, that what happens in the final month of a season, what happens in one season, what happens in the final games of a season does not always carry over. And we just got another example of it this week. Danny Johnson was great down the stretch last year. Cut. Was hardly used this year. I mean, he was used only when things got really out of hand. Cut. Cut. He was great down the stretch last year. Player performance changes. Coaching changes, philosophies change, situations change. All right, let's get um, – can we get Lou in or do we have to take the take the break? All right, Lou, I'm sorry. I, I I went on and I totally forgot about the phones. My bad. Uh, we'll get to Telly as well. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Again, I wish I could care. I don't. I wish I could work up the energy. I can't. If that's If that makes me a bad person, sorry. I apologize in advance. They haven't earned it. They haven't earned my trust. They haven't earned my time. 
They haven't earned my passion. And I can't imagine how any of you feel differently. I know you do, but I can't imagine how you do. If you are really worked up in a lather over Sunday's game, I'd love to hear from you. I I mean, I'd love to hear the authenticity in your voice because I don't know how you're doing it. Because I'm not, and I don't think a lot of people are. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. the phones we go uh why because uh lou's been on hold for a long time uh and um apologize for that i just kind of lost track sometimes i get caught up in my own brain and you guys just got to deal with me like i said it's kind of like the theory you know i try real hard but i'm not always good I'm not always perfect, uh, but I do try. Let's go to Lou, uh, who's been, uh, again, sitting on hold for a long time. How are you, sweet Lou? Sorry about that. What's up, Chris, man? It's all good, man. No, no big you. deal, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Wait a second. Now, are you trying to be a yeah. smart ass or are you trying to be Dan Snyder Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Sometimes you got to, you know um, – I guess being a smarty, but uh, Chris, um, look, man. As far as the team moving, you know, I get the business side of it. I think she fumbled the whole situation. I, I like what I heard from the councilman yesterday on uh, Danny and Grant. I mean, they literally didn't know about the whole, you know, uh, whatever plan she had until like seven o'clock at night or something, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm pretty sure they talked about this for like you know the other guy that they had i mean what the guy they had i mean he was like i didn't know until like like maybe like five six hours you know before i mean what i wouldn't say about five six hours like like seven to eight eight o'clock at night pretty much they didn't they didn't apparently know until either monday night at seven or tuesday night which is when the news broke that they were going to have the press conference like Wednesday morning on Tuesday afternoon right around 4.15 because I know I got notification of of it as well. Um, so I think that's what he was saying, I think. Um, but yeah. either, way, either way, Lou, it's absurd, absurd that D.C. didn't put out a proposal 
uh, until the 11th hour, again, until Tuesday night, number one. And number two, that, again, council members, apparently, if if this guy's telling the truth, Charles Allen, that they didn't see it and that they didn't – bottom line, they didn't take it seriously and they didn't think Ted would, 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 would be able to find the deal that he was looking for. Bottom line. Yeah, I, um, you know, I get the pushback, you know, some of the fans, but if you put, you know, yourself in that situation, I mean, you would do the same thing, you know, as Ted, but at the same time, Ted got to understand, you know, don't don't get fooled by that, you know, that shiny toy in Virginia because at the end of the day, the loyalty was in D.C. Even when this team was bad, you know, people was going, the fans was going. I mean, the Capitals, I mean, come on, man. I mean I, I mean, I know they've been, you know, in the playoffs and things like that, but you won it one time and you had a decent coach, you had a, a decent roster, but you never trying to, you know, advance to the next, you know, whatever, you know. But at the end of the day, uh, he, you know, he, I, I don't know, uh, as much as, you know, I, I don't want him to move, but I think he made up his mind he's going to move. So I wish, you know, she could come to the table one more time and, and offer him whatever, you know, well, here, here's, here's, million. Here's, I don't here's think the problem. The only way D.C. could even, and this is why I didn't ask Jim Van Stone this, the only way D.C. can even come close to matching what Alexandria put forward and what the Commonwealth put forward is to put it at RFK. To put the new arena at RFK and an entertainment district around it with a new facility, this, that, and the other thing, that is the only chance. Refurbishing arena, refurbishing an arena is not even in the neighborhood, not even in the ballpark of what they're going to get in Virginia, period. It's not, again, the only thing they could do would be to build a new facility at RFK, and they want the commanders because they realize what the commanders right. represent. I, yeah, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's that, I mean, that's my team. That's everybody's team in the city of Virginia and Maryland. But at the end of the day, I just think that, I mean, she should uh, at least, you know, I don't know, man. She, it's just a bad situation. You can't lose two teams to go four miles away just because you would offer the guy whatever he was asking. I mean, half a billion dollars. I don't know if that's too much. I mean, they generate a lot of money from these tickets, speeding tickets. They got every block and every corner of the street. So I just think that she made a bad move. And I mean, not bad move, but it's just, it's just all, it's just stupid by, by her. So whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, hopefully, you know, they could find a, a common ground and, and, and bring back the team. I mean, don't don't leave to Virginia and stay in D.C. And, you know, hopefully they could find, you know, find a way to work that out, man. But other than that, that's all I wanted to say. As all far right, as, you know, I guess that's the, what. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I know you got other callers, man. Okay. Appreciate you taking I my appreciate call. you. Thank you, Bob. Uh, appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Let's get to Telly here before the bottom of the hour. What's up, Tell? How are you? Hell to the Redskins, Chris Hustle, what's poppin', man? Hell to the telly. What's going on? Oh, oh day, man. You know, I had, I had to uh, go back to that uh, interview that you that you put out there yep. with uh, uh, RG Jim and Benson, all that. Yep. Um, so, so before before I get to Sam Howell, man, what what is really the right? With a lot of a lot of y'all folks on here that be going on RG, like what, what's the sustain this thing for him? Like what, what's wrong? What's what, what's the problem that you have with RG? Oh, for our Robert, I don't have disdain for yeah. him. I I just don't think he's 
I don't think he's an authentic individual. I, I think he says things and does things uh, that are, um, you know, quite honestly, not not real. That's uh, the best way I can. So you talking more after after he played, right? After uh, he was in. No, when he. I mean, when he was playing too. He, you know, he he was. You know, he was manipulating and he was using people as pawn. Now, listen, I we all used each other to some degree, right? I mean, you know, you had to have a good relationship with the quarterback. So I, you know, I used him to some degree. He certainly used me to some degree. He did that to others. I mean, what have you. What I don't appreciate is when he says, you know, when, when first of all, he comes out and talks about how he was abused, this, that, and the other thing. So I'm going to write a tell-all book about it. And then all of a sudden, after they announce the book, the publisher, the co-author, and and a release date, all of a sudden, it just poof goes away. And then on top of that, okay. like what he said in that little clip that we played with Sam Howell, oh, I, I don't, I don't do that. I, I, yes, Robert actually did do that, you know, and and I done that as well. I mean, yes, we all play. I'm sorry. I mean, part, I know people, I know it drives fans crazy, but we all protect people and we all advocate for people and we all have sources. I'm sorry. I can't tell you everyone that I talk to. I can't. That's just not the way it goes because otherwise you would not get the information or the perspective or the access that we get. You can not do it. And people don't understand that. But that's the reality. But for Robert to act all like oh, I don't do sources and uh, 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 I, uh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm better than that. Uh, come on, please. Oh, so I, I get it. So so if 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 he go that have that same standards you have, then it's a problem. All I re- all I remember is when he was going through his thing here. He was he was he stayed professional all the time. They say, oh, we, we need to get rid of Rob because Rob is going to do this down the third while he's sitting on the bench. Why? When he sat on the bench. He kept his mouth shut. He was supportive. He did all. He did what he did. He stayed professional. He did. And that's all I, that's he, all I can ask from, yeah, from he, any player he, he, or any He coach. did that final year. Absolutely. He did that final year. Yep. But the, co- but the coaches that we have had have not been professional. The, the coaches that we have, when, when things go south, all of a sudden, things are leaked out, and, and, and you, you, we can keep on blaming the players all you want. But at the end of the day, for instance, let's go back to Robert when Robert had had that conversation with Mike. But hey, I, I want to be this type of quarterback. Woo, 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 woo. Instead of adult saying, "Look, nah, okay, I understand that, Robert. We're gonna get you there, but we're gonna continue to do this." But that's a that's a conversation that he had with his head coach. So how? In the hell does that get leaked out from a conversation from him and his head coach? Can't tell me that Robert did that. No, things going so. So, like many leaks, that coaching staff had then, even with McNabb and and, and, and and everything else that was going yeah. on at the time. I mean, here's the thing. A whole lot of leaks came out. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Tell I, you know, like I, I, I can't tell you that coaches haven't leaked stuff. Of course they have. Of course they have. But I can't also tell you that players, their families, agents, what have you, don't leak stuff as well. I mean, it's just that's the way it works. That's the way it is. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And, and, it, go, and it go on to um, how, right? 
So when when any any player, you get you know you're talking to the media. Not no, there's no player out there that's gonna sit up there and dog their coach and say, "Oh, I'm not happy with this, that, and the third. Da, 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 da. If they do say it, it's gonna be leaked out or what have So so how did what he's supposed to, he said what he's supposed to say? That don't mean that's that's what he's truly feeling. That don't mean that that's that's what he think. But he's fighting for a job. No, you're so right. He's gonna say everything right. right. He's fighting for a job. They don't think, don't, don't, don't think for a second that he believes wholeheartedly, 100% on the scheme or how things is going. I mean, we don't seen a quarterback here. To me, Terry Terry wouldn't even have the yards if it wasn't for Heineke. Heineke, Heineke to me, what, what separates uh, Heineke and Howell to me is Heineke had this if factor where he was a gamer. Well. He was a gamer. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how we got to Heineke here, but uh, you know, I, but, I you know, know, we still don't. We still don't how. But I'm I'm throwing a comparison because I'm here. I'm hearing all this. Oh, we need to keep high. Want to be enemy together? Da, 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 da. How how is decent? He's decent, but don't think for a second it take you five years to to realize that if, if he's your quarterback or not. Your quarterback was so certain play to be like, oh yeah, he got that it factor. All right, let, let, I don't have that it factor. Let me let me jump in here, and, and I appreciate you as always. Tell Howell is more than what did he say? Decent. Howell's more than decent. Is he a franchise stud? No, of course not. Is he very good? Is he elite? Of course not. He's more than decent. He's more than decent. He's got a lot of traits, a lot of attributes that you're looking for. That doesn't mean he's going to be able to completely climb Mount Everest and get to the very top. But he's on the ascent. He's climbing. About halfway there, maybe. Maybe a third of the way there. Maybe 40% of the way there. You want to know what? Right now, I would say that Howell has that kind of Nick Foles status where he is still a very good quarterback and in a situation where your Carson Wentz goes down and you need somebody to play out the rest of the season, I have faith that Howell has the capability to run the offense, make the plays that he needs to, and because he works hard, we'll get that done. He's that kind of player where I wouldn't say I gave him full reins of a franchise, but to have him as the backup that it's like, no, we have 100% faith that this guy could just do it himself. Yeah, I would give him that, at least that level. What you're saying is he's a top-end backup and a, a top-end lower-end starter. But, yeah, ex- well, right now, in year one of him right. actually being this, a starting right. quarterback and playing in the league every I week, I, I would say that he is absolutely top-end backup or very bottom starter. To me, I would say he's got a better arm than Nick Foles did. Oh, yeah. I agreed. I would just say that right now his issues with timing, mm-hmm. and I will say that our offensive line has not helped him oh. in that regard, and I he mean, has gotten a lot better. Yeah, timing, some accuracy, obviously the turnovers, the sacks early. You know, and ha- you can say that year, with a that. couple more years, yeah. he can get all that stuff. Well, here's what I here's out. what I remember from 2012 through 2014. People thought Kirk Cousins would would just throw interception after interception after interception. As soon as he started playing regularly in 2015, a lot of that went away. 
Not all of it, but a lot of it went away. And then it, we moved on to a different type of criticism. But a lot of it went away. Sam Howell could be a much different quarterback a year from now than he is today if we let him play. No guarantee. But if we let him play and let him grow, and especially if you keep him in the same language, the same offense, the same rhythm, the same cohesion, whatever, he could absolutely, absolutely take a giant step. That doesn't mean he's ever going to be elite. That doesn't mean he's ever going to be top of the class. That doesn't mean he's going to the Hall of Fame. It just... He shows the attributes. He's better, way, 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 way better than decent. Way better than decent. All right, we got to take a timeout. Final one of the day. Final trending alert of the day right here, right now. All right, after a disastrous Thursday night football performance last night in Las Vegas, the Los Angeles Chargers, no surprise at 5-9, and nine, have fired head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco. Meanwhile, Isaiah Pacheco of the Cleveland of the Kansas City Chiefs, rather, uh, undergoing surgery. He missed last week's game. He's out for at least this week's game as well. Also, the cap uh, the Capitals, after a shootout overtime loss last night, are on their way to Nashville. They'll take on uh, the Nashville Predators tomorrow night in Music City. Of course, the general manager for the Nashville Predators is Barry Trotz. The Wizards are back home tonight for Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers uh, at 645 right here after Craig Hoffman on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending. this maybe maybe around 4th of July I don't know but I don't remember you playing this very often not on the frequent flyers yeah. but I have it in there I always like it it's got an interesting instrumental right there like you know that you kind of lose sight of when in the non-instrumental version the lyrics kick in you don't you know I don't know I, I love that snare drum. Right. Love that snare drum yeah. pop. Is that what that is? Just the smack? Yeah. Sm- yeah, it's a yeah. snare drum okay. pop. All right, there you go. Um, all right, let's finish up on the phones. Dumb Dumb of the Day coming up. Um, it's going to have something to do with an incredibly popular spot to eat that is so incredibly overrated. Incredibly overrated. Agreed. But let's get to our pal Roy in Brunswick first. What's up, Roy? How are you? Hey, Chris. Awesome show. Thanks, I'm ben. good. How Appreciate are you? you. Uh, doing good. Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for taking my call. I um, You know, I forget when I'm grading Sam that, like, he was put in an asinine position when you think about how many times we threw the ball and, and everyone mm-hmm. thought going into the year, we'd be leaning on like a decent defense and, and running the ball and then having him make plays when we needed. And that wasn't at all what, what he had to do. And he had to throw it often when uh, everyone in the world knew he was trying to throw it. It kind of made me feel like a lot of Tony Romo seasons where everyone says he chokes and he throws interceptions or like you talked about with Kirk. I mean, you put, you put him in impossible situations half the time. And so like, the, mis- the mistakes are bound to happen, but 
Um, I mean, if you look at like Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year where he won a, a Super Bowl, like his numbers were were not even close to to anything spectacular, and he won awards for winning games. And um, you know, the coaches ran the ball and they had a good defense. And if we had did anything like that, wow. I think uh, the win column would be a lot better, and and you'd have had more of those ugly wins like Heineke was able to pull out, and we mm-hmm. and we think of them differently. I I don't I don't disagree with you. Uh, you know, I, I mean, certainly we would have a different prism about everyone if they were able to come up with more ugly wins, as you call them, uh, and 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 all that. There is no doubt about that. What I would say is I can't evaluate everything with a with a quarterback based on wins and losses I do have to evaluate the big picture and wins and losses are a part of it no matter how many people try and completely dismiss it right so here's what I would say there is no doubt that Sam Howell I think would be viewed more favorably more like the franchise quarterback if he was in a better situation, better offensive line, better receivers, better this, better that, um, you know, like, again, more conservative kind of game plan, all that stuff. There is no doubt about that. That being said, I wonder, I wonder, and did, did we lose him? Yeah, we lost him. Um, I wonder if Sam Howell... If he was only asked to throw like 25 times a game on average, which is what a lot of young quarterbacks are used to be asked to do, I wonder if we would all be sitting here saying, well, yeah, but we don't know if he – can he be, you know, can he be Joe Burrow? Can he be Patrick Mahomes? Can he be Tua Tunga-Vailoa? Can he be Josh Allen if he needs to be? I mean, we'd be having the exact opposite conversation and argument, right? So – In some ways, even though the record, obviously a disaster, and there's plenty of times where I'm frustrated by Sam and the offense, what I would say is we've got a healthy sample size. A healthy sample size. And we've got a lot of good. We've got some bad. Maybe more than some bad. Some in between. We've got a healthy sample size. I know this about Sam Howell. I know he's not perfect. I know he's not Patrick Mahomes. I know he's not Joe Burrow. I know he's not Justin Herbert. But I know this. I believe, I believe that Sam Howell is a future top half of the league starting quarterback. Now, what I don't know is if he's ever going to be like a top 10. I don't know that. Right now, I believe what he's shown us is he's at minimum capable of being a lower-end starter, top-tier backup. That's what Matty and I were talking about. Matt brought up Nick Foles. Again, I think he's got a stronger arm than Nick Foles. I'm just making the comparison in the sense that the, 
Eagles on a fantastic year felt comfortable leaving the rest of that season to Nick Foles, who take it took them to yep. the Super Bowl. What and you're ended saying up getting is, their is win. he's better than your standard average backup, basically. Yeah, that he he gets the system, he's Understood. able to get in, and he's able to get wins when are when it's necessary to get wins. You know, I think that you he know, is that kind you of. You know what? I'll I'll be interested to find out. You know, again, it depends on how they finish. Uh, what I don't want them to do is be in a position where they feel like the need to trade up for a quarterback. If they take a quarterback, right, and especially if it's one of the top three guys, if they take a quarterback where they sit because he's there, then I'll be able to justify that in my mind a lot better than if they do what the Bears did with Trubisky so many years ago, which is go from three to two and pay a ransom to move up because they had a conviction on their guy. They had to have their guy and their guy and their guy, and it didn't work out. And it hasn't worked out a lot. Right, it, it, it's it's worked out a lot less than it has worked out over the course of time in history. I do not want the Commanders to be in a position where they feel they have to trade up to get a potential future franchise quarterback. If they take one where they are, and it works out, I'm great. But you can keep Sam Howell. You can have an open competition. You can have Sam Howell if the rookie is so great. You can have Sam Howell. I mean, he's. You know, quite honestly, let's not be a jerk here. Doesn't have any leverage. Where's he going? I mean, he might squawk a little bit. He might be disappointed. He might be unhappy. But he, where's he going? You know, and and I would have a battle between the two. Right? I would. I just don't want them to be in a position where they feel like they've got to go all in to get one of the top three. And they've got to move from four to three or five to three or five to two or five to one, depending on the scenario, whatever. That I don't want. That I think is going to be a disaster, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the GM is. All right, let's wrap it up. Dum-dum of the day on the other side. We wrap up the week right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Ah, the late great. Bringing us back here for dum-dum of the day on this Friday as we wrap up the show. Craig Hoffman coming up next. He's not a dum-dum. He will take you from 4 to 645. And then the Wizards. Try and take on Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers beginning at 645 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. But you know what time it is. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. I've seen all sorts of things in my time. I've seen people camping out at Cameron Indoor for days, you know, for tickets to get let into a sporting event, what have you, a concert, all sorts of things. So nothing surprises you. But Dateline Idaho via the New York Post and the Idaho Statesman. Idahoans waited in line up to Eight hours, including some camping out overnight. Why? To partake and visit the new In-N-Out Burger in Meridian, Idaho. What? Which opened up 
at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, and it was apparently the first In-N-Out Burger restaurant in the state of Ohio. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Idaho. Idaho. Let me back up. Now, let me just tell you. First of all, there's a new restaurant, like maybe three blocks away from where I live. It's been open for a month and a half. I pass it every day. Still have not been in there. I've eaten at this restaurant before, so I know the menu. But just because it's new doesn't mean you have to try it. It'll be there. You get to it when you get to it. People waited in line again for up to eight hours in the freezing cold in Idaho. Saucy in a good way, baby. It's not that good. That's the best part. In and Out might be the most overrated, popular restaurant in the history of mankind. It's got like animal style and all this stuff. I've eaten there several times. I lived in Las Vegas for almost two years. They're all over the place. They're in California. The last time I was in California, the people I was traveling with on the Redskins radio network immediately went to In-N-Out. I sat in a car in the parking lot and refused to partake. That's how little I think of that place. It's okay. It, it reminds me of the place we used to have in the college student union in Buffalo State. It's all right. It's nothing special. And yet these dum-dums, and I see pictures, I see video, they're in their cars, they're standing in lines, they're out in tents. Miranda and Chase Preston took their chances waiting on the in-person order line outside. And it took over 45 minutes for the couple to receive their order once they made their order. You people are absolutely absurd. Trust me, it's not worth it. Congratulations, you're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Yep, the first Idaho location and it's 400th nationwide. I'm, I'm not telling you it's bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's just not what it's cracked up to be. It's not the end-all be-all like so many people make it out. I've never heard a restaurant that is so average that people go bonkers over besides In-N-Out. Sorry. And there's none here, so you're not missing anything. All right, that's going to do it for the week. Craig Hoffman coming up next. Thanks to Jim Van Stone of Monumental Sports and Entertainment. If you missed that, Maddie's got a podcast for you isolated at theteam980.com. Go to the podcast section or on the Odyssey app. Thanks to everybody who was with us this week, all the calls, all the listenership. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Back here on a Monday at 1 o'clock. See you then. Adios. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.